1: White, cisgendered, female in a large body, age 59, limited mobility, middle class all my life, heterosexual, left-handed, Scorpio.
0: (laughs) Demographic, black American, non-gender conforming, and a small friend, living with HIV. Working, but a class act. Pansexual, right-handed. Double the trouble, Scorpio. <laughs> Nuance, now. My 37. My 37 is a young, gifted, and black dream. But instead, I am marching every time I hear my community scream. It's like Dr. King had nightmares and I'm finally just getting gray hairs. Do you see me? I am a fountain of youth, so I don't look like what I've been through. My people say black don't crack. And I've got ancestors both young and old. I carry on my back because my daybreak is some family's bittersweet heartache. But I must digress.
1: After a certain age, women disappear. I found it such a relief, even as a feminist who rejects the construct not to have to negotiate my worth based on appearance, size, age, desirability. Who are we when we exit reproductive fitness, the reproductive fitness paradigm? Who are we if we never intended to have our offspring enter the gene pool? Are we too meant for love and beauty? Where I come from, for a woman to age out of beauty, is the ultimate shame. And every pot and pill and potion promises to stave off the ravages of time. But hallelujah for the accumulation of time. Creaks and cracks of the frame that signal wisdom. And if not gracefulness, maybe some grace.
0: Let the statistics become old. My picture points to a body that is made whole. Though the average black queer male, 23, is out living in the streets with disabilities called HIV, navigating love and family and mental health, while in conversation, politics whisper, go to hell. Oh, but that doesn't seem to concern you or me. as long as we aren't shacked up or found in between the sheets. And that doesn't affect my humanism, my Christianity, my Judaism, or Toism. Or maybe that's just because it's a kind of silent racism. Call it good medicine, call it good science, call all of those things. But we're living in a crisis.
1: I love this frame of ability, disability, ability. My therapist says I left something of my physical ability up on that mountain when I broke my leg. That was four years ago, and the leg is still not quite right. I say to you again and again, we are made of meat and bones, and we are finite. Some of us move with ease, whether we are large or small, no matter our ability, it's temporary because we are all, we know we are all temporarily able and it will change. For some of us it changes faster in a split second. For some of us it's a slow ache. Here we say that whatever our ability to stand or not, to move or not, to see or not, to bend, lift, twist or not, Each of us is made for love and beauty, to be it, to live it, to experience it.
0: But it's the size of the matter, Kelly. It's always about the size. We know this. I'm travel size.
1: (laughs) You're travel size.
0: (laughs) There was an old rap song that actually would start off like this. I wish I was a baller, shot caller. I wish I could call to a girl who would be taller. And I wish I, yeah, no, I won't do that today. Please, I'm short, I'm small, so-called petite. I kinda like that. Can go to the kids section and buy jeans by Lee. Sell reps suggesting male sections like I'm beef. But I know I want half the price of kid boxer briefs. Trust me, I'm not trying to be Peter Pan. Shopping isn't about recreating Neverland. And gaining 10 extra pounds with a metabolism like mine isn't easy as it sounds. And I just wanna be prepared to fight like a butterfly, sting like a bee before I step step my microwave behind a boxing ring.
1: It is about size, size, that part I don't want to talk about and the reason I signed up for this talk today, this talk on nurturing beauty. In this body that has been my own for 59 years, I have been in this body smaller and larger and smaller and larger. Diet mentality has had its hooks in me since I was a young girl and it is a central feature of my disordered eating. My eating disorder tells me to eat even when I'm not hungry. It tells me not to pay attention to my hunger and fullness cues, and I work on it with that good therapist that I talked about earlier. What I really work on is owning who I am without shame and knowing that I live in beauty in this body that is mine. Just as you live in your bodies, in beauty, your bodies that are yours, let us claim them with joy for the movement and beauty that they give us and joy and love that they give to others and the hell with anyone who says different.
0: Let us sit with our bodies. We all have a head. We all have shoulders. We all have knees and toes. We have a little hip. Got a little effort, a little bit of everything. And then there are certain parts of our body that we don't want anyone else to know. What you looking at? What you looking at? Boys ain't got no business looking at nobody like that. But maybe that's just it. I am a nobody. A non-binary. The everybody, the anybody, the all-body, the non-conforming, the ever-transforming, bodily-informing, man nor woman, nor woman nor man. So I stand, standing in the gap, standing in the gap, standing in the gap, standing in the gap. I am being of abundance. I'm a being of abundance. I am community. I do not lack
1: anything. When I was coming up, there, was only, there were only two genders, and there were only certain ways to be in those genders. I look at our young people today, I look at our young people today, and I see the beauty of expression. I see the beauty of expression. What would it have been like to know the possibilities that were open? I am who I am, I may not be any different than I am, but to have an open road rather than a narrow road makes all the difference. I don't know what we're doing. Okay.
0: I was just making sure, I'm going to go look, okay.
1: Come on, you talk it, I'll, I'll respond. Well, you know,
0: I, look, I, I'm, I'm tasked to talk about heteronormativity. Can we talk about heteronormativity for a few minutes, y'all? Because <laughs> that's in the space every once in a while. It's everywhere we go, but ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, come one, come all, maybe not at all. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, come one, come all, maybe not at all. For this space is not for the straight at heart, the narrow in mind, nor the social respectability politic of the refined. So leave your liberal progressive pedigrees behind. There is no such thing as homophobic or biphobic or transphobic. There's a new line. I am, we are, loving and divine, and for this thin line between love and hate, we can call these fears or phobias, it's an insurgence of hate. So that heteronormativity, that gender roles of captivity, that heterosexuality, that boys like blue and girls like pink toxicity, to the nuclear family, and am the all-American nationalist Christianity vision of all we are called to be by God. <laughs> you are heterosexist, not phobic, sexist. So if you don't mind, please see yourself at the door.
1: I love this piece. I love this challenge to also be who we are and the families we create. A nuclear family, coming from a nuclear family, but as if it was the only way. It was the way that suited our family, but it's not the only family. And you teach me this, and you teach me this. Because we have each other's backs. Because we are, each of us, made for love and beauty. Because hate is the interrupter of love and beauty. Because ism is the interrupter of love and beauty. And we will have no more of it. Speak to us, Jay, of race on this day. This day that hurts so hard. Speak to us this day of race. black what
0: I'm black okay I mean I understand it's kind of surprising you know we don't see color it's a Minnesota nice thing to say if we're not careful but I'm black I am black as in resistance I'm the biggest threat in the grocery store, of course I am. I'm the one that you worry about because you think I'm going to shoplift.
1: Hmm.
0: How dare I walk down the street and decide to go buy myself a sandwich? How dare I decide to clap my hands or make a loud noise without you being ready to clutch your next purse?
1: Hmm.
0: I'm expressive because I'm black. Or. Can I just be black? I live in public assistance because I'm black. It's really hard to actually get my health care all the way out to Minneapolis, though it's all the way in the East Coast. Two days of fear, Kelly, because I was black. I'm educated and persistent, I know how to play into the system. And I know how the system has failed me, and many who are like me. I'm black, and I speak with soul. It's not proper, it's not articulate all the time. It's soul. In the 80s, and the early 90s, we called it Ebonics. Yo, what's up? How you feeling? I'm black, so I keep it real. And if I don't keep this moment very real, it pains me to think about Buffalo, New York. It's hard because I try to practice family work. Kelly, as of two days ago, was officially certified as an auntie. (laughs) So she got a niblet. (laughs) So as a nibbling, right, that's for non-conforming folk. We're niblings. It's powerful to do such a thing. But when you have a tragedy like Buffalo, I begin to wonder where and how do we offer family to now a generation that is seeking out community. This was a young man, 18, Gen Z, that should disturb you. How are we really rearing our youth? How are we talking about dismantling whiteness? How are we talking about dismantling racism? I said to Kelly this morning, which has proven automatically in the service, that we've got to break the system we had scripts but the mic wasn't working <laughs> we had things written but honestly sometimes your eyes fail you how do we break the system reconcile it confront it and then recover i'm in a space of recovering yes i need covering in order for me to be recovered, and so I want us to just sit with that when I think about being black. I can't go on trips like other friends in this space can without being questioned multiple times of why I am going on a trip. I shouldn't be dressed like this. Especially if you are living on public assistance, you should never look like this.
1: You should always look like that.
0: Right? But it has such a connotation. Mm-hmm. And I have ancestors that made it very clear I had to always walk in my dignity, so I know nothing less. But I'm happy to be black, like Kermit is happy to be green. Mm.
1: Thank you. You've heard me say that I am on a quest to discover all the ways that white supremacy culture has its hooks in me because I benefit from it, because white supremacy culture is good to me, and it hurts me because it hurts the world. And even as a even as a woman that was, has truly been a Karen in my past. Oh, heavens, have I been a Karen. Talk to you, Oh, how many times have I asked to speak to your manager? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am still meant for love and beauty because I am learning new ways. I am learning to do better. And when we learn better, we do better. I am learning to soften this heart. You teach me, you teach me to soften my heart. I am learning that the news of yesterday landed differently for me than it did for you. And it took me a minute to catch up, to soften my heart and to catch up, knowing that we would have this moment today. We are each of us in our differences, in our demographics, different, meant for love and beauty, and have our humanity in common. That is what we celebrate and seek to ever cultivate. I love you. I love you. Thanks for listening.
0: You can find much more about humanism and what's happening at First Unitarian Society in Minneapolis by visiting our website at firstunitarian.org.